Hello, you're listening to Connect, Collaborate, and Create with Lisa and Devo. Each week on our podcast, we will discuss and dissect ways we are attempting to live our best life through our business, our personal lives, and connections and relationships we forge that make us successful. Thank you for shaking us and showing us we are dependent on something much bigger than we think. Thank you for making us appreciate the luxury we lived in, abundance of products, freedom, health, and realizing we were taking it for granted. Thank you for stopping us to make us see how lost we were in the busyness, not having time for the most basic things. Thank you for allowing us to put aside all our problems we thought were so important and showing us what is actually important. Thank you for stopping the transport. The earth was begging us to look at the pollution for a very long time. We didn't listen. Thank you for all the fear. It has been a global disease for years, but not many of us wanted to face it. And now we have to face it and learn how to embrace it with love and with the support of our community. Thank you for this re-evaluation of our lives. Thank you as we finally understand what it means that we are all connected. Thank you for the unity between all of us. We knew the world has to change. Thank you for helping us to undermine everything and giving us a chance to build the world from the very beginning. This virus is part of us. It's between us, in us. It connected us all, either physically or energetically. Gratitude supports the immune system, but also lets us see things from many perspectives. And it's up to us which perspective we will choose, but best is to be aware of all of them. Yeah. All right. So, Christine, you're going to go first on this. And just by way of introduction, you are a lot of things. Um, I met you almost seven years ago in a, in a serendipitous way, uh, which I won't go into term, term details on that. But um, by and large, you are the body whisperer. You are a, can I say mystic, a spiritual guidance leader? That's, is, is that fair enough? To kind sure. Of, okay. I, I mean, most people refer to me as a medical intuitive if they're in this world. And if they're not, they don't know what that is. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever conveys enough of what I do. It's fine. All right. Well, feel free to take it from here and, and talk about what you want to present it. And uh, the, the mic is yours. Sure. Uh, I am Christine Lang. Um, a lot of people call me the body whisperer. I started off as an attorney and then I had abilities to see the energy in your body and to hear my spirit, my guides, as well as the client spirit and help people understand how they internalize stress and where they store it in their body and how it contributes to physical symptoms. And I've been doing this work for 20 years, helping people get clarity around how they can live with less stress and have more meaningful lives. 
So because I channel, people have been asking me for a few weeks now, what does this virus mean? What are your guides telling you? What are client spirits telling you? And, and here's what I understand. One of the primary reasons that this virus has been gifted to us is for us to better understand our relationship to fear. Imagine the universe asking you, what's your relationship with fear? How quickly do you notice your thoughts when they shift from gratitude and contentment and happiness to anger, anxiety, frustration? And how do you manage your fearful thoughts? And, and then you give your answer, which might be something like, oh, I got this. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty clear when I, my thoughts get fearful. And the universe says, really? Let's check. And then we got this pop quiz called coronavirus. So now it's up to each of us to determine how we're doing, how we can do better. And I think most of us probably look like we're trying to body surf for the first time out in the ocean. We're treading along, we're treading water, we think we're doing fine, and a big wave hits us in the face and we're sputtering water or it takes us under for a moment and we come back up. And I don't think it's about saying never feel fear. It's how do we, how do quickly do we notice when fear carries us off and how do we get ourselves back into an alignment space where we feel more peaceful? I notice a lot of posts online saying, don't be stressed, don't be fearful, without a lot of specifics on how to work with that and how to, it's like somebody saying, don't be sad. Um, and I think that's very helpful. So I wanna give a few tips to kind of navigate the specifics of how do you work with your fear? So the first thing that I would say is notice what you're exposing yourself to. Lots of people have said, turn off the news, you know, get your little dose each day if you feel you need to, but turn off the news, but I think it goes beyond that. Notice there's times where I think it benefits us to watch shows that are more crime drama, intense drama, suspense movies, and times where you wanna watch something lighter. This is probably the latter. One of those times where you wanna watch something lighter. Also paying attention to the music that's on. I tend to have music going on now that's either 60s, it makes me kind of bop around and dance, or classical music, or just playing nature sounds in the background. And even the conversations I have with friends, we kind of make a, a pack like we're only going to talk for a minute or two about the virus and what's negative and how we're frustrated. And then we're going to shift and keep each other out of the weeds. And I also think it's helpful to uplift your environment that you're in. If you're stuck in your house, you want to make sure that is an environment that's conducive to positive thinking, to feeling less stressed, and to pay attention to that environment. So use scent burn certain candles, have incense going, have, bake cookies so the house smells nurturing. Do things that help you from, you know, attack every sense with something that is giving a positive signal. Because people are so fearful right now, the energy around us that we're all swimming in is very dense, very heavy, very low vibrating. So it's easy to get carried along by that current if you're not doing something to kind of swim against it. So you can play soothing music, I've usually got nature sounds going in the background or classical music, spa music, those sorts of things to kind of reassure your central nervous system that we're not in crisis every second. And uh, a lot of people I know are doing gratitude lists. One exercise I give clients sometimes is take a piece of paper or notebook and stick it on your bed when you make your bed in the morning. You don't allow yourself to get in bed at night until you've written down five or six things that you were grateful for. And it could be small things like some of the tulips opened and started blooming in my yard or, you know, my dog learned a new trick, whatever that is. Knowing that you've got to fill that out before you get in bed, you're keeping a little bit more watch during the day for things you can be grateful for. Use humor. I, I have people that are sending me funny memes every day. I said, one thing I'll miss about this virus is how many funny memes I get every morning from 
clients and friends who are sending me things. That's fun. Laughter is going to kick you out of that fear stress response. And another thing that I think is really important is sunlight. My guides tell me that when we get exposed to sunlight, there's, there's code in it. There's information that comes to your immune system. And so going outside for 15 or 20 minutes of sunlight every day, not only increases your vitamin D and boosts your immune system, but helps convince the brain and the central nervous system that you're okay. So it is, it is the feel good vitamin D for sure, but it, it's working on a multitude of levels to your body, convincing your body to get out of crisis mode. In short, I don't think we can afford the luxury of unattended thinking anymore. I think that was true before the virus. This is just our crash course in, in thought control and paying attention. And so if your mind is wandering these days, it's probably gonna get lost in the weeds. So look at this as a great mind training course that none of us consciously enrolled in, but we're getting it anyway. And it's a great chance to get present to what your thoughts are, how much of your thinking is negative versus positive, and, and graduating this course, coming out as a better person, a happier person, and somebody who knows how to work with their own fear. And I think you can emerge from this as a more confident person and a more directed person. And I think we should make this mean something. And that's a way to get good purpose out of this time that feels very crazy for sure. But if we can come out of it and be better off mentally and emotionally as well as physically, I think it's a win-win. Thanks. That's fantastic. Thank you. I, I heard something, and I think I shared it with you from uh, the author, Greg Braden, the other day. And he said, instead of languishing in whatever potential horrors that this opportunity presents, actually reframe this as an opportunity to change your perspective on a variety of different things. So I love that presentation that you just gave. One of the things that I love, two points, the sunlight one, fantastic. And, and mm. honestly, that's scientifically proven as well, not, not just spiritually. Um, the other one I wanted to share with you, and I wondered if you had any thoughts on it, is the whole idea of frequency music. Mm -hmm. And utilizing, like, you know, there are specific frequencies of music that can scientifically have been proven to change moods. And I was wondering Absolutely. if Absolutely. And even if you don't know anything about that and don't want to go learn it, I always say when you put on music and you just kind of let yourself go, then feel where you kind of start vibrating in your body. So like 60s music, anything that's been really popular, whether it's top 40s or 60s music that's been around for a while, tends to make us vibrate at the heart chakra level. And that's why we keep playing those songs over and over. And, and so find the music that gets you to your heart chakra. There is music that takes us even higher, like, you know, John Lennon's song, Imagine, takes most people to their sixth chakra, to the kind of a more spiritual way of thinking. So there's certain pieces that will have us vibrate higher, but, but paying attention to how it feels in your body is that first cue, even if you don't know anything about vibrations. Fear vibrates really, really low. It feels heavy and dense, and it's kind of this downward pull. That's what's happening all around us all the time. So we're having to really consciously step up through that. And music surrounds us and supports us energetically. So it's a really easy way to start influencing your energy. You're not having to monitor it every second. So yeah, I'm a big believer in using music for sure. Yeah, incidentally enough, so music used to be recorded in 432 megahertz per second. So that's the, that's the frequency. And somewhere around the 80s, that actually changed. I don't know my exact numbers on that. But if you did want some more information, you can just go to Spotify and type in 432HZ, and you'll get a whole list of all sorts of different types of 
frequency-based music that has a variety of functions. So anyhow, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, Christina. Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. So next we're going to talk about my favorite thing, which is food and nutrition. And we have Michelle, Michelle Grandy on. She is a holistic nutritionist. I think I'm classifying. I got a couple of different definitions for you yesterday, right, Michelle? So, but you're, by and large, your, your terminology is you're a holistic nutritionist. You're also a chef. You're an author. You have been vegan for several years now, and you used your veganism to cure some illnesses that you had in a prior part of your life. So I hope I didn't botch any of that, but um, you're up next. So share, share your story with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. You're fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. I'm also um, a health coach as well. I'm in, I'm a functional medicine <laughs> health coach as well. So what I do is I help people get to the root cause of, of issues. Um, Devo said it. I have so many different modalities and I like to teach on all of them. But today I'm here to talk a little bit about boosting the immune system. Such a great topic during this time of uh, the coronavirus. Um, so just some tips about um, how we can boost our immune system. One of the things that I know that works, and Christine touched on this, um, being able to just kind of relaxing and breathing, deep breathing helps to, to, to boost the immune system. So that, that's, you know, I just want people to know that when you get up in the morning, um, just take a few minutes out to just sit, relax, um, and, and breathe. Take a full breath through your nose to the count of five, and then a deep breath out through your nose to the count um, of five. Most people think that what we eat, you know, like we are what we eat, but we are not just what we eat. We are what we eat, digest, absorb, convert, and what actually gets to, you know, gets past the, um, the cell membrane. So deep breathing helps us to loosen up some of the, um, um, our body, um, our, our body, so that we can be able to absorb our food just a little bit better. Hydration. Let's talk a little bit about hydration. Um, hydration, as you know, it keeps the immunity system fluid. Um, drinking plenty of water, you know, helps to solve off infection, especially during this time of uncertainty. Um, so, staying hydrated keeps the body um, naturally. Um, um, moving it helps to eliminate toxins and other and other bacteria that's within our in our in our system. I like to do a daily, um, what I call a daily drink. Basically, it's just hot water and lemon. Um, I take a, a lemon from an organic lemon. I squeeze that into my hot water. I add a little bit of Bragg's cider vinegar. I use about a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, um, and then a teaspoon of what I call monk fruit sweetener. Use that in, stir that up, and drink that. I usually drink that throughout my day. So in terms of staying hydrated, that helps to, um, I guess, detoxify the body, boost your immune system, yet keeps you hydrated. I always say drink about half your body weight in water every single day, every single day to keep you hydrated. Another thing in terms of boosting the immune system or another tip is to incorporate more veggies. I know people hear this all the time, but more veggies, and I say that it, it does depend on the type of veggies. I know that um, eating uh, cruciferous vegetables, and they are like things like broccoli and bok choy, kale, uh, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, 
eating them either raw or lightly cooked. You don't want to cook them too much. You don't want to cook out all the enzymes that's in that in, in those vegetables. But eating eating um, cruciferous vegetables does help to boost the um, immune system. Um, another tip that I want to give is sleep. Sleep. Sleep is very important during this time um, that we're in right now. I can't stress enough the impact that sleep has on our bodies and, and our health. So make sure that you are getting at least seven hours or more of sleep every single day. Um, it's a big deal. And the last thing I wanna talk about is just gratitude. Being able to be thankful for where we are in our lives. So just take a moment to just, and Christine touched on this again, being able to just, um, recognizing the little things that's happening within our lives right now, even though we're going through um, this unforgettable time in life. Um, so just take a, always take a deep breath, breathe, show gratitude, write down what you're grateful for, um, and just think about what you're grateful for throughout the day. It can help bring um, some energy as well as help to boost your immune system. Um, my challenge to you today is just to breathe. Want to connect with us more? Would you like to check out past episodes? You can do so by clicking on any of the links below. You can also find us on Instagram at Lisa Staff Photo and at Fusion Photog. They are also listed below. Breathe deeply. Um, take a full breath in through your nose. I always tell people this. Take a full breath in through your nose to the count of four or five and hold that at the top of your lungs and then take a deep breath out. Um, through your nose and hold that for about four or five seconds as well. So that's my challenge to you. Breathe throughout your day. Eat a lot of good fruits and vegetables. Get a lot of sleep. Make sure that you are um, um, just, you know, just moving, moving your body as well. My, if you want to get in contact with me, I just want to leave this. My, um, my handle, my IG handle is Michelle T. Grandy on Instagram. All right. Devo, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So just a couple of clarifications. You mentioned drinking half your body weight in, in water. You mean in ounces, not in pounds? Ounces. Okay. No, in ounces. Yeah. So of course, if you weigh 200 pounds, you want to drink about 100 ounces of water. I just wanted to clarify that because we're not, so I'm 185 pounds. I don't want to drink half of that in water. Half your body weight in ounces of water. I knew thank I'm, you just, for that. I'm making light of that. Um, one, I, a couple of things I love what you said uh, about breath. And I think a lot of people forget this. And I tell this to my daughter. She, she gets really anxious when she plays soccer all the time and she starts hyperventilating. And I tell her this, you know, breath is life. People forget about that. Like if you can't breathe, you can't live. And so, and there's all different sorts of techniques on breath, right? And you can teach people all those different sorts of techniques if you were, if you were talking with them privately. But honestly, I, I, I can't, um, overstate this enough. If, if, if you have moments of anxiety, even if you're sitting in traffic and you have the, the need to have road rage, for example, just stopping and taking a really long inhale and holding that and exhaling, it just completely changes your frame of reference. So fantastic yeah. point. Yeah, it's Eva. Yep. Even with the, with the breathing in, the deep breathing, but it also, I want people to also listen to their bodies while they're breathing, not just breathe, but actually listen to what's happening within the body. Because that is where they can hear and, you know, and it also boosts the immune system. So, yeah.
I also, one last point is the drinking the hot water. I love that point because some of the grocery stores shelves are empty from tea and coffee and you can't buy it. So you can actually make your own tea. I have frozen ginger in my freezer and I grate it using a cheese grater and I use um, uh, vitamin C and hot water and that's what I drink every day now. So that sounds good. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Okay. And just great to boost the immune system as well. So. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, so next on our lineup is Amber Poppy and Pappy. Pappy, sorry, Amber. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna let her introduce herself, but she is a former Division I soccer player. So she's a lifelong athlete and she runs a very successful and fantastic. I've actually done her workouts so I can speak to them. Um, they're not geared towards just females, uh, although I know pr primarily a lot of your audience is, is female, but. It, the, your workouts are intense. There's some of them that I have honestly had to roll out and I'm like almost to the point of vomiting. So thank you. Um, yeah. But she's, no, a, she's a fitness coach and she does a fantastic online uh, fitness program. And I'm gonna let her kind of talk about what she does and give her some, give you some inspiration now. Thanks, Amber. Yeah, yeah. As he said, I played Division One soccer. That's actually where I met my husband. He was drafted out of UVA to play professional baseball. So that's why athletics are kind of intertwined in our lives always. Uh, I attempted working in the corporate world for a while and realized I can't sit still in a cubicle for very long. So I started my own business. I became a certified personal trainer and that's, that's what I do now. I don't work for a gym. I actually train people in person in our our home gym that we built in our garage and as well as online and online training is the coolest thing because I'm training women and men actually all over the world because technology allows us to connect with people everywhere. I got girls in Australia, Korea, uh, Japan, they're all over the place. So it's pretty cool. Um, but what I want to talk about is that how I understand everyone right now is having a hard time. They're working from home. I really feel for the people in the corporate world who have to, try to work nine to five at home, especially people like my sister has two kids that are three and two years old, trying to work nine to five with kids. I don't have kids, so I don't know how hard it is, but holy moly, she, I mean, it's a struggle. It is, that is just a lot of added stress on top of the workload that you have to be dealing with. So I just want to talk about how important it is right now, especially during this tough situation that we're all in to just stay active and take care of our bodies because we're all cooped up in our houses and the worst thing you can do is neglect your body and add more stress to the situation. So exercise is one of the number one stress relievers. So I have five things you can do to help stay active at home while you might just be stir crazy and getting cabin fever. But so number one is utilizing what you have in your home. I know a lot of people have gym memberships and they're upset and disappointed that they can't go to the gym. So then they think, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to gain the quarantine 15. That's like the new, <laughs> new joke right now is that you're going to gain weight during quarantine because everyone's eating Cheez-Its on their couch watching Netflix. But I say utilize what's in your home. First of all, you don't even need equipment to do a workout. Your body can do so many things that you just need to set your mind to it and do it. Body weight exercises are actually pretty underrated. Um, so you really don't need a gym, but if you want to, if you have stairs in your house, that is a great way to get some cardio in. Just set a timer for five minutes. Just go up and down your stairs. Just get some flights in, get some steps in. You can use things like water jugs or kitchen towels for sliders on the floor. Um, I also guarantee some people have a set of dusty old dumbbells in their garage that they probably haven't used in 10 years. So maybe whip those bad boys out and try to, <laughs> try to put them to use. So uh, yeah, I just say don't blame the gyms being closed on not being able to exercise. I think that's just, 
it's an excuse that we all like to use, but it's just, it's so important to keep your body moving. So another point would be set some goals for yourself. Even if you just pick the simplest exercises, like here are the main three squats, push-ups, planks. You can set a goal. You say, I want to do hundred squats a day, 20 push-ups, and a one minute plank. You can make a checklist and then every day you got to check those off. Or if it helps you create a, an accountability group. Like me and my family members, we all have these three challenges that we try to do each day and everyone checks in. Some people send videos like, here's me doing my squats and everyone's joking like, you didn't get low enough on your squats. Like just make it fun, video yourself, like hold each other accountable. That's just an easy way to just get everyone involved and everyone moving and make it more exciting than just like waking up like, oh, what am I gonna do today for my workout? I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, so yeah, just set some goals. It can be very simple, but it will definitely help you stay active. So number three, I would say, it's important to really build it into your routine. Don't just go with the flow, like add it into your schedule. Set aside some time that you're saying, I'm going to do something active. It doesn't have to be a full on workout, but just if it helps you lay out your workout clothes the night before, like pull out some, some leggings and a t-shirt and put them on your dresser. And you know, when you wake up, you put that on, you get your workout in, um, or the night before, you know, write out what you're going to do, write out your workout or pick a free Instagram workout. I mean, go to my Instagram, you'll find plenty of workouts. You can just bookmark them and you're, you're going to attempt it. I can't say it's going to be easy, but <laughs> you can try it and uh, give it your best shot. So building it into your routine is going to make it more attainable as instead of just waiting until the end of the day when you've already had two glasses of wine, you're like, I'm not working out. So build it into your routine, make it part of your day. Uh, number four, I would say is just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be something so straightforward, specific workouts. You can even just make up fun challenges or games like you've seen on, on social media right now. There's so many fun challenges that people are doing that are just active, like trick shots or the toilet paper juggle challenge, or just something that'll, that'll make you laugh and you'll, you'll attempt it and you might not actually succeed. But I actually have a few videos of my husband and I having a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of fun. I'm going to share my screen. Oh, Devo, it says I can't share it with you sharing your screen. It might be because I'm recording, so I don't know the best. We're going to have to sort through that. I'm not. Oh, sure. okay. Well, if I can't show it, it's fine. But um, basically, if, I don't know if everyone knows this toilet paper challenge, which toilet paper is hard to come by these days. So don't ruin your toilet paper roll when you try this, but you hold the toilet paper out and you, th you twist it I just it up. allowed you to share oh. your screen. I, I, I guess I do have master controls over here. <laughs> I want to continue. Okay, yes, continue. Desktop, share. Oh, of course, now it says open. Okay. Uh-oh, is this working? Can everyone see? Try it again. Can you see my screen? I, I just see you, Amber. Oh, no. Try one more time. Share screen. Oh, here we go. Okay. Can you see this? There we go. Yep. Okay. So here's one. This is just a little jar and some, some funny uh, squishy golf balls. <laughs> so there's my husband doing some trick shots. <laughs> We're just having some fun. Again, that's not very much exercise, but um, here's another one. Let's see here. This is the toilet paper challenge. I decided to do a double juggle, but you don't have to do a double. You can just do single. So you kick the toilet paper up, then you got to catch it between your legs. <laughs> it's not very easy, but 
it's fun. Now we know who's hoarding the toilet paper. <laughs> no, Mike, was, Mike, my husband was upset because we actually pretty much destroyed this role. And he's like, just... that's like gold. Um, here's him. He is a baseball player, and I think he looks better than I do. <laughs> nice. So anyway, um, one more that we did, I'll just show you. He's a baseball player, so now, of course, this one was his specialty. You have to juggle the ball once on the bat and catch it on the top of the bat. <laughs> so anyway, all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that you don't have to actually do a formal exercise or workout. You can just have some fun. Like think of some challenges with your kids. Just make it a game. Be creative. Um, and you'll, if anything, you'll get a good ab workout just from laughing at yourself, failing at these, these funny challenges. And then the last thing I'd say, like uh, Michelle, I mean, Christine talked about, is just getting fresh air. You don't have to stay in your house. You can go outside, stay six feet from your neighbors, but you can go for a walk, get some exercise, play out in your yard, just get some sunshine. Just don't stay inside all the time. The quarantine doesn't mean you can't actually just go outside and enjoy, enjoy the fresh air. So, so yeah, just staying active from home. There's so many ways to do it and it's so important. So build it into your day. Thanks, Amber. I love what I love about your Instagram feed is if you don't know what some of the workouts are because you use some of the technical terms, you actually demonstrate every one of the workouts. So if you, if you don't have any experience working out or utilizing weights or utilizing some of the stuff that you do, you can look at, at Amber's feed and she gives literally screen by screen. Yeah. On how Swipe to do videos. You can see every exercise. Um, yeah. Feel free to bookmark and, and try them. Yeah. You know, what's funny is all three of you have been talking so far. I, the thought dawned on me, you know, a lot of people have avoided social media and think it's like a pariah and all these sorts of things, but it's kind of funny. It's almost as if the last few years of everybody jumping into social media is now preparing us for this moment to still remain social, no pun intended, but still provide value to the globe in, in our own individualized ways. So it, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. Nothing happens by accident. So anyhow, thank you for sharing. That's, that's marvelous. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So next we have, so one of uh, my favorite things to do is yoga. And I picked this up a few years ago. And so we have Libby. She is the owner of a, she's a yogi and she owns dancing dogs um, in Bluffton, South Carolina. And she's a yogi. And I, like everybody on, on this group, have experienced their form of expertise in one way or another, whether it's working out or working with Christine in spirituality or working with Michelle in her diets and that sort of stuff. I also participate in Libby's daily yoga and she offers it now virtually through her Facebook group as well as through Zoom conferences and she can tell you how to access that. But she's going to talk us through on some of, of her inspirations and her daily motivations and tips. So Libby, you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Devo. I appreciate you inviting me to be a part of this panel. Um, this is my first time actually going live on Zoom for something besides teaching yoga, so this is awesome. And the biggest thing that I can say to anyone, whether they're a yogi or not, is to be here now. And that is um, really hard to do when there's all this craziness telling us that you need to look to the future and you need to plan to flatten and you need to separate yourselves and you're gonna lose all the stuff from the past by staying home, the things that we used to think were important, like going to sporting events, watching sports on TV, um, going to concerts, going to the beach, all those things have been taken away at this point. And so we're creating new things to 
um, get present and be finding our own creativity and our enjoyment. I, I loved um, what, um, what some of the other panel members have been saying, like creating challenges and um, doing things with your family and going outside and walking. Um, so I was gonna start today with the Yoga Sutra, the very first one, and it's um, with humility, an open heart and mind, we embrace the sacred study of yoga. And really that just says that yoga begins now. We start right now and we practice yoga in every part of our lives. And if you're not a yogi, you guys can relate to that by um, just taking a deep breath and knowing that what's happening in this moment is perfect and it's fine and nothing bad is happening right now. I love the comment about fear. Yes, there's so much fear in this world. And if you go and watch the news, there's all kinds of fear being fed to us in the news. But in reality, what it's doing is creating this great challenge to use the tools that we have been developing, like Vivo just said. We have been trained how to use social media over the last five, six, seven years. Even some of us with resistance to using the media now are forced into taking um, a step out of our comfort zone and utilizing the technology that's available to us to create and run our businesses and um, connect and create connection. One of the other things that I see happening with connection and being present, I got a phone call from my niece, she's 16. Um, she never makes a phone call, it's always a text. So that was pretty amazing. And not only was it a phone call, it was a FaceTime video, so I got to see her. So utilize the technology you have to get present and start enjoying what's actually happening in the now. Um, Michelle talked about breathing. I wear an Apple Watch. Lots of people have these. There is a breathing exercise on here. It's a quick breathing meditation. And as I'm teaching yoga, a lot of times I will say, we're gonna hold this pose for one minute. That's about seven breaths. So on my Apple Watch, I know if I hit that breathing um, meditation, it breathe in, you breathe out, it vibrates with me. And I know at the end of about seven breaths, a minute of deep breathing has happened. So I always say, if you can do nothing else and you're feeling really anxious, take a deep breath, stop what you're doing and just breathe for one minute. That's seven deep breaths in, seven deep breaths out. Um, so I wrote some notes here, challenges that create good in the now, which is called self-isolation at this point. It has a lot of other names, but here we go. What I have created in my life by being stuck at home is I've created family time. I've created quiet time. I've created cooking time. I've created cleaning time. I have created time to um, get creative. I actually have some yarn in this room somewhere, it's back there somewhere, where I've actually started knitting again. And things that I've let go of by being busy all the time with all of these things that we had put value on because we thought that they were entertaining, those things are all taken away. And at this point, I've gotten connected with the now. And so saying that, um, I was gonna share with you a couple yoga poses that you can do sitting here. And then I was gonna share a quick meditation. Does that work for y'all? Thumbs up, yeah, good. 
Okay, so take a deep breath and get comfortable. You can take your hands and you can place them on your knees, at your heart, wherever you want. And then sit up tall. And however you're seated, press down through your sit bones. And close your eyes, soften. Begin to feel your body. Don't change your breath. Just feel what your body is telling you because it speaks to us all the time. We just ignore it a lot of time. And then on your inhale, take your chin up towards the sky. Inhale, lift up. And then on your exhale, bring your chin back down to your chest. And this time, inhale, take your chin over to your right shoulder. And then come back to center and go to the left shoulder. And then come back to center. Inhale and go to your right. And then exhale, go back to center. And to the left. And go back to the right. We're just taking your chin and running along your collarbone from left to right with your breath. You'll start to feel some tension released from your neck. And if something feels like it needs some work, you can just hang out in that little location. Just keep going back and forth. Nice. And come all the way back to center. Sit up tall, press through the crown of your head up towards the sky. Open up your eyes. Yeah. Take a big smile, because y'all did great with that practice. Just getting connected with your body somewhere, somehow, will take you into the present and bring some softening in your heart. Um, some other places that you can create some meditation, I'm just gonna share before I get off here, and where you can, um, find joy in what we have left, because we have lots and lots of stuff left. It just looks a lot different than what it did a week ago. Um, sit quietly, you can light a candle. That's a one place, one way you can meditate and stare at the flame. Um, begin to make mental notes of your daily activities and how, how much of it do you spend repetitive chores, such as making your bed. As you make your bed, be aware, be conscious of how you're doing it and start to enjoy how the sheets feel as you run your fingers across them, or what it feels like to pull and tug, or even washing dishes the way the soap water feels on your hands or the hot and the cold. All of that is simple meditative um, movement that you can create in your daily lives. And then my favorite type of meditation is the physical asana, the practice that we do in the studio and now that we do through Zoom. So if you were interested in getting involved in what we're doing at Dancing Dogs Yoga, go to our website, dancingdogsyoga.com, dancingdogsyogabluffton.com, excuse me, I gotta correct that, because I am a sister studio. There's one in Savannah and one in Atlanta. They're owned by Shelly Lowther, and um, I'm here locally. So yeah, dancingdogsyoga.com, dancingdogsyogabluffton.com. Um, we also have, a Facebook page, Dancing Dogs Yoga Bluffton, and an Instagram, DDY Bluffton. And on our Facebook page, you can ask or request to become part of our DDY community, which is for members. And um, there you can get free online classes. And we're doing it through Zoom, and we're doing them through video. 
and before the before we were isolated, we were filming our classes with life life with Facebook Live. That's it, Debo. Thank you, Libby. I appreciate that. A couple of things um, that really uh, resonated with me about what your presentation was is on meditation. And, and early on when I got into meditation, I really struggled with the whole ideation of my mind just constantly wandering into thought. And I used to think that meditation was trying to achieve something. Like I had to have, because I'm a lifelong athlete as well, like, like Amber, you're always taught that you have to there has to be a result, right? And right. so one of the things that helped me most with yoga was kind of understanding the point of meditation is not that there's a result to it. It's just being where you are because where you are is exactly where you need to be. And instead of focusing on I'm supposed to feel better or I'm supposed to feel enlightened or I'm suddenly a yogi because I meditate, I realized that that's not the point. It's just sitting, doing nothing for a few moments and letting technology, letting distractions and letting everything else that pervades our lives on a regular basis just kind of wash away for a few minutes. And so um, it's fantastic. Thank you. All right. So I didn't realize that I could put notes up here. So I just put where you can find Libby on Instagram, but I will share all this uh, in the post-production when I send this out where we, everybody can be found in terms of your social media, your Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So, Great. All right. So thank you for that. I appreciate your time. All right. So last but not least, uh, Lisa and I, and Lisa, you're still there, right? You haven't fallen asleep on us. There you are. Hey, so Lisa, you're currently muted. I, I think I'm going to, I think I can unmute you. So, um, I, I unmuted myself. Yeah, I don't want you having that power over me. <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> All right. So Lisa and I have a small presentation that we're going to talk about and what we're going to focus on are, some planning and social media and some small business tips, especially if now you're kind of relaunching or pivoting is the term that we've been using. Uh, it seems to be floating around social media. If you are a, if you're an entrepreneur and uh, even if you are working in the corporate world or business life or for, for someone else, you, you may be out of a job now. Um, you may be asked to take a temporary leave. You may have to completely retool your business model. I know as a photographer and as a content creator for other businesses, I've had to literally change how I do business. And so um, it's all about instead of curling up in a ball, what we have chosen to do is pivot or change the way we do business and try to be flexible and adaptive to the times. And so what we're gonna do is present our best five tips from working from home. Um, they, they're not all necessarily business related. Some of them echo some of the same things that we just heard from others. And, and we're gonna share some of some social media tips as well to kind of get your, we, we focus on Instagram, but what we're recommending could be applied across any of the social media platforms. So Lisa, let me get our desktop open here and I'll pull that up. All right, so give me one second and I'll pull this up. Everybody can see so, this. So Diva, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are? You've been introducing everyone else. Okay, so hi, I'm Devo and uh, I uh, own a photography studio here in Charlotte. It's called Fusion Photography and I've been doing this as a work from home entrepreneur. Um, while I have a studio, most of my work is from home. Um, I've been doing this for the better half of almost 15 years now. Uh, I recently started a second business in a, a year or so ago with Lisa, where we do, it's called Sprout Connectors, and we do social media consulting, strategy, uh, content creation, and that sort of stuff. Um, we, we started our own podcast roughly six months ago, 
uh, kind of doing what we're doing now, which is interviewing people, talking about ways that we can help community, and it's called Connect, Collaborate, and Create. And so uh, here we are again, pivoting, given the times that we're in, and we invited all these wonderful people on today to kind of in that same vein, share their insights, uh, given our new model that we're now living in. So um, we don't see this. Yes, this can be frustrating. Yes, these times are uncertain, and there's a lot of information going around that is doom and gloom. Um, I think that we'll make it through this personally. Uh, I, I am not going to go into my esoteric thoughts on what's actually happening because that's not the forum for this. But I do believe that there's another side to all of this. And I think that the fastest way to get through that is to work together and to create a community of like-minded people who we can model our behaviors for that will resonate and cascade upon everyone else. You're not going to change other people's opinions directly, but if we can model ourselves in a proper way, by using the resources and the skill sets and the subject matter expertise that we have at our disposal, like we're doing today, hopefully we can make a difference on someone else's life and the ensuing cascade of that. So is that okay? That was a really long elevator pitch introduction. <laughs> I told you all, you can't let me have the mic because once I get going, I get going. All right, so I know a lot of people are pressed for time. We try to keep this at 30 minutes, fantastic. Um, we're jumping on, Christine, I promise I won't talk very long. So. Number one, tip number one, five work from home tips. And Lisa and I are gonna go through these rather quickly. I have them up on the screen uh, and I will distribute these as well. But for me, the biggest change for me in terms of being mostly productive, I'm a single father. I have two young girls that are here most of the time when they're not in school. And for me, setting up a morning routine, uh, and my, my routine starts at 4.50 in the morning. I wake up every morning at 4.50 a.m. And I basically do the exact same sequence of events every single morning. And I do that very purposefully. It doesn't mean that I'm rigid. It doesn't mean that I'm not adaptive, but having some semblance of order in my life because the rest of the day turns into chaos allows me to set myself up for success. And truthfully, psycho-semantically, um, it actually sets your mind up to be able to be prepared for any chaos that ensues the rest of the day. So I have a very specific routine I have shared that on my blog. You can find it on my website. I won't go into all the details, but I encourage you to establish some routine that works best for you. You might have to try several iterations of it until you get to the point that works, but having a routine is, has been, for me, the single most life-changing part of working from home that, that I can possibly speak of. All right, Lise, you're up. Okay, can I just say as well that how important the morning routine is that you, you start it, you leave your phone until you've finished any self-care or any routine that you need to do, that social media is still going to be there. There's nothing breaking in the news that's not going to wait for an hour to do this. That includes me bombarding with text messages asking where you are, right? True. Um, I'm a very visual person too, so... Uh, you know, creating a design designated workspace really works for me, whether that means um, you're working at home. I used to work home with four kids. Now I only have one and she's a teenager, so she's not really a problem for me, you know, as far as distraction because she doesn't really want to hang out with me anymore. But figuring out where you're going to work, where you're going to be most productive, make it pretty. Again, I'm a visual person. So if that means like what I've been doing the last couple of days is, you know, being in the house and moving furniture around, move it around so that it's a space that you can work in, that you can accomplish things. in. I need to get rid of distractions. I'm easily distracted. So figure out where that space is going to be, where it has a good energy for you, where you visually can see things that, that are in line with what you need to do, but not distracting. 
I would like to add two points to that, if I may. Get some greenery in your space, whether it's plants, whether it's flowers, whether it's anything that's evergreen. Not only is, the, is it beautiful, but they actually oxygenize your room, which is really critical for breathing, right, Libby? And if, if I may, have something that is facing a window if possible so that you can actually look outside. Psychologically, there is a, there's a actually cortisol release, whether you have your back to the window or you're facing the window. So yeah, you don't want to be facing a wall. Yeah, absolutely. It's, absolutely. it's confining. Okay, so and, and I'm gonna say as well that you know working from home can be fantastic if you're if you love multitasking you can multitask figure out what works best for you you can be in this great space that you've designed and have a face mask on and be working at the same time which you could never have done in the corporate world you could be listening to podcasts if that works for you and you can still get things done in that workspace then that's fantastic but it's knowing how you can work as well. That's fantastic. All right. So tip number three is plan out your day in advance. So I, I have kind of two ways that I go about this. I have a morning routine, which I just talked about, but I also have an evening routine for the following morning. And, and I have for years been bouncing around. Honestly, this is a true story. Probably purchased 50 different daily journals until I have finally found something that kind of really works best for me. And I'm just going to give him a shout out. It's Brandon Bush, Brandon Bouchard. And he has, he wrote a book called the high performance, uh, executive high performance. I forget the name of it, but he has a planner that I actually have purchased. And now I have two of them that I've gone through. It's called the high performance planner. You can find it on Amazon. It's like $29. But for me, planning out my day is more than just writing down my to-do list or my calendar. It's my must-have tasks. And what I do every morning is I pick out three things that I have to complete that day. No matter what happens, these three things have to happen. And what's really cool is by reviewing that list at the end of the day, because it has a variety of other ways you can plan that day out. But by being able to cross off those three things that I had to accomplish at the end of the day, it really sets me up for the following morning when I go to sleep, knowing that I at least accomplished three critical tasks. And they can be honestly anything. Maybe it's a meeting that I had to have. Maybe it's a proposal I had to get out. Maybe it's a set of images that I had to edit. Whatever it is, maybe it's taking my daughter to her dentist appointment. They can be anything. There's always three things in your day that are critical. And even while we're still working from home, I still add three things. So like yesterday, one of my three things is my daughter's been trying to get me on to jump on the trampoline with her. I freaking hate trampolines, but I made it a point that I was going to go out and spend some time on the trampoline with her. And that was one of my tips. I know it sounds crazy, but I still did it and it made, it made a world of difference to her. So um, for me, planning out my day in advance, reviewing them at the end of the night. If you don't want to buy a journal, you can make your own. I have this one right here that I use every morning. It's very thorough. It has a lot of information to help me kind of organize myself. I have a bit of a didactic mind where I'm always chasing squirrels here and there. So I find that the more I can organize that and coalesce it into one space where I actually get to review it and check off my list, the more productive I can be. Any thoughts? Are you good with that, Lise? Perfect. Okay. Um, this one kind of goes in hand in hand with what you talked about and with establishing a routine as well. Just figure out what your ground rules are for everyone else at home. Um, they might not be able to read your mind, so you need to set this up. You might find, and as I did when I had four kids at home, that you don't get a lot done and struggling against that all day just ends up being frustrated. So maybe you change your routine so that you're having a solid hour in the morning getting things done before everyone's awake. Maybe that's the way that you have to do it and work around those things. 
people don't realize when you're working and you're, you're involved in it, they might think you're grumpy or whatever. You just need to set those, those parameters out that they know that between these times, you can't be interrupted. You can get a lot more done in one hour of uninterrupted time than eight hours of being interrupted all day. So just kind of set that out and um, hopefully you can be as productive as possible and, and work through those things. And I can personally attest to that. It is, this, ju- this just doesn't apply to your children. This applies to your partners as well, because maybe one of them had been stay at home for a while and one of them has not, and suddenly you're all thrown into the same mixture. So establishing these ground rules up front so that everybody kind of knows you're not being a jerk when you ask them to not bother you. Like sometimes when I'm with Lisa's, I'll just kind of go into her office and she literally has to set me straight and be like, I need 15 minutes to crack out this task. This is what's going to happen. And, you know, I walk away moping, but nonetheless, I know where she stands on that. So establishing those round, those ground rules with your partner who may or may not be used to having you in that space 24 hours a day and letting them know that this is my workspace. There's no running through the house here. There's no playing blocks or hide and go seek. Like yesterday there was a game of tag going on while I was working and I literally had to sit them down and establish some ground rules on that. So, um, Establishing ground rules up front allows you to not have to mitigate into trouble afterwards. All right, this one, number five, I cannot stress this one enough. It's been echoed by everyone who's been on here. It has to do with fitness. It has to do with being outdoors. It has to do with breath work. It has to do with meditation. It has to do with everything. You cannot sit in your chair for eight, 10 hours a day and, and, and then be fully productive as you possibly could be if you were to break that up into chunks and actually take time to do 15 push-ups, or take a walk around the block or go outside and sit in the sun. Your bo- it's actually not good for your body to sit. And you can Google the research on this one, scientific research based on what happens to your body when you become sedentary for extended periods of time. So what I do is I chunk up my day. I sometimes stand when I work. I actually take my laptop outside sometimes. I have an area that I've set up outside of my backyard that has good sunlight and I have a table and a chair there. But whatever it is you're doing, just don't sit sedentary. What I do in my morning is I actually will plan out my day and I'll put breaks in there, literally very detailed breaks about when I'm going to stop and do a, a meditation or when I might stop and go to the gym. Sometimes I'll do a midday break and go to the gym. In this case, now I'm going to go in my backyard like Amber and I were talking earlier where I'll pick up a log and do push-ups with it. So whatever it is, just don't sit sedentary doing nothing for 15 hours. It's bad for you. It's bad for your body. It's bad for your mental apathy. It's, there's this, you need time to set, separate yourself from your work. Anything to add to that, Lisa, before we jump to the next piece? Fantastic. All right. All right. So these are our our five business social media productivity tips. And Lisa's going to take us on the first one. Oh, okay. Um, Show up with a purpose. Um, There's a lot going on out there. I think a lot of us have, have kind of maybe shied away from social media in a way because it's just bombarding a lot of negative and fearful things. But if you show up with a purpose, decide how you're going to connect with people maybe um, distraction with something that's funny or maybe it's something uplifting. You need to show up, consider what your audience is going through, whether they're fearful, what they're experiencing and figure out how you can help them at this time and speak to them and connect with them. 
Yeah, so uh, I'd like to add one point to that. So you may or may not be new to social media in terms of using it as a directive. All of us on here right now use social media for business purposes in one way or another. Amber's a fitness coach, Lisa's a photographer and a content creator, Libby is a yogi who's now using it for virtual yoga classes, Christine is a spiritualist who meets with clients all over the planet, Michelle does one-on-one consultations and uses their social media to, to spread the wealth of knowledge around nutrition and holistic health. What I encourage you is if you're going to use social media for, for anything other than just scrolling through and thumbing through is maybe have a purpose around what it is. Maybe you're starting a new at-home business. Maybe you're going to use it for inspiration to the world. Maybe you're going to do whatever it is that you have, but have a purpose behind it. And especially if you're a business owner, use this time. And this is one of our next bullet points. So we won't go too much into it, but Use this time to retool your objectives for being on social media. If you're going to be anything other than a scroller, have a purpose around it and maybe make a list of a few things that you can share with the world. Maybe you're a fantastic chef and you make the single best breakfast uh, muffins on the planet. Maybe that's your gift to the world and now you're going to use your space to go out and show people how you make breakfast uh, muffins or whatever it is. There could be a zillion different things where we can now utilize social media to what are we a population of seven and a half billion people and and never before in the history of humanity have we had the opportunity to speak to at least half those that number of people in a relatively free platform all that you're utilizing is your time and your resource which right now we have a lot of that so have a purpose make a list of a few things that you can share and create your content around that purpose uh, all right, so the next one is have fun with it. You'll see on Lisa and my social media feed, which Lisa, you didn't introduce yourself, so you're gonna have to do that on your next point here. But don't take yourself very seriously. If you watch Amber's feed, if you watch Libby's feed, if you look at Michelle's feed, if you look at all the feeds of everyone on this thing, on this, on this conference right now, nobody takes themselves very seriously. We show a lot of behind the scenes activity of us falling down. Lisa and I did a, a video shoot last week in, in uh, Hilton Head where we were doing yoga. And while we're filming it, we have a dogs running around attacking us. I'm falling down on my head, flopping over. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't show that. It's too embarrassing. Forget about it. Like every single one of us has been in this space where we have tried to do a video. We have tried to create a photograph. We have tried to talk on microphone. And Amber, at the beginning of the conference, you were like, I don't know if I can do this because it's live. You were fantastic. Like literally, you were composed. You were marvelous. A lot of times we are our worst critics and we overly criticize ourselves because, and then we end up setting ourselves up for failure. My advice is start by starting. Just get your voice out there. You might have one listener. I don't even know how many people are on this conference today. Maybe it's five, maybe it's 50. I haven't looked. But the point is, if you are true to yourself, if you plan out your content, if you talk authentically and genuinely, you will find people to connect with. There are people on this planet that share your version of the world. And those are the people that you should be talking to. You're not trying to convince somebody of your political views. You're not trying to convince somebody of your nutritional views. You're sharing your perspective, your subject matter expertise, and your audience will find you if you are consistent about it, if you are genuine about it, and if you have fun with it. And don't take yourself very seriously. Next. Okay, I'm going to keep this one really short because it's pretty straightforward. We don't use our social media platforms generally to sell. What we do is we talk about what we do. We try to share value. We try to share just things that, that we thoroughly enjoy. But I think at this time, when I've been getting really salesy things coming through, I find it really off-putting and I just unfollow people. I just 
block that, unsubscribe or whatever. I, I think some people are really taking advantage. So now more than ever, don't be super salesy. Um, just, just share what your talents are, share what your values are, share what you can give back to the community right now and connect with others as well. We know that it's really hard for small businesses. So give them shout outs right now, figure out what, what's going on in your community and how you can help out. Yeah, that's fantastic. Never before, again, I, I said social media is a fantastic platform for you to, to share your personal brand, right? But it's not the time to capitalize on people's fear, especially doing situational stuff right now. If you continue to find what your mojo is and talk about your mojo and why you do your mojo and how you do your mojo and what to do for your mojo, that's what people are going to resonate with. Oh, and I was supposed to introduce myself. Yeah, why should you staff. <laughs> I'm a photographer, a content creator, and a brand strategist. Done. All right. So the last tip, or this is number four tip, sorry, is focus on the possibilities. This is kind of a, uh, I've kind of already touched on this in, in, in many ways, but there are so many different things that you can utilize social media for. Uh, what, I, what I suggest is now is a time to kind of sit back and reflect on what are your assets. Again, if you're doing this to start a new business, if you're use, utilizing social media to connect with people, maybe you haven't spoken to a lot, some of your friends in a long time. I reconnected with a friend of mine that I went to high school with yesterday. I just reached out to him on Instagram, hadn't talked to him in almost 10 years, and just said, hey man, what's shaking? How's life? You guys are healthy, happy, everything's good. And, and you know, maybe now is the time to use your social media to reconnect with people in an authentic manner, just saying hello. Maybe my, my mom is on Instagram and she never does anything with it, other than send me emojis on DM. And so I reached out to her and sent her some funny pictures over Instagram yesterday just to kind of sparkle her day up a little bit. So there's a lot of different ways and everybody's going to have their own unique take on it. But the point here is focus on the possibilities here. Don't think about the lack of opportunities, but focus on the possibilities. Because honestly, if you're creative, if you're thinking a little bit outside the box, if you sit down and reflect a little bit about it, you'll be able to find something that's a unique value proposition that you can share with the world. And kind of coordinating with that as well is, is talking again about your community, collaborating and building relationships with, with other people. And if you're, you're finding right now that you're starting to have some, some a different workflow and you're having some free time with things and you're wanting to hit those bucket list items that you haven't been able to hit before. Well, use those relationships that you've built with. Maybe you can barter with them and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can come take some photos for you. Um, when I'm allowed to stand closer to you, you can build a website for me because I need to, you know, work on this. So use those relationships. You can barter, um, make friendships, reach out to people. We actually, Devo and I actually met uh, a couple of years ago on Instagram and formed a relationship through social media that we were like just asking people like, what are you doing in this situation? How do you, how do you bid on this job? How would you, how would you build this out? What would you do in this situation? Use those relationships, reach out to people, ask them how they're doing, what they could use help with, you know, how you can be of aid to them in this time. This is really a, a time that we can really pivot and build on a lot of our strengths and relationships. That's fantastic. So, I mean, this very uh, virtual summit that we're doing is based upon that very concept, right? So, you know, Amber and I have never met. Libby and I have done yoga together. Michelle and I have met in a few offline meetings. I met Christine seven years ago, um, but we all came back together for a single pointed purpose, which is sharing our little version of the world with everyone. So um, that's pretty much it. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add? 
Okay. All right. I appreciate everyone's time. Thank you for joining. And I hope you have a, a, a fantastic day. And we're going to do this again next week. So we'll see you all next week. That's good. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Thank you. Good morning. So we just finished recording our first virtual summit. And I'd like to applaud everyone who was part of it. Michelle, Libby, Lisa, Amber, Christine, for their contribution this morning in providing inspiration and tips and insights on living our best lives right now in this time of uncertainty and, dare I say, fear. And the takeaway, the most resonant takeaway that I walked away with after that hour, 15 minutes spending with all of those lovely women was, yeah, I was the only dude in a room full, virtual room full of women. It was pretty cool. Some powerful women out there doing some powerful things. So fantastic. Cheers to that. Anyhow, um, my takeaway was that there are a lot of opportunities right now where we can take what's going on and reframe it for something beneficial, something opportunistic. And notice that I didn't say opportunistic, opportunistic in terms of preying on people's fear for capital gains. I meant in the sense that we can use it to collaborate with people, connect with people, reframe our businesses, retool our businesses. I know myself and Lisa were being forced to rethink how we run a business because a lot of our business survives on human interaction. But a lot of that stuff we can still do virtually. Maybe not photography, but content creation, strategic direction, all the different things that we're, we've been preparing for are now kind of making themselves presented to us or presenting themselves to us in terms of a value proposition that we can add back to the human community. So I would just like to add this to, I'm going to add this to the beginning of the recording and maybe the conclusion of the recording. I haven't decided yet that now is not an opportunity to curl up in a ball and wither away. I know that a lot of us are being faced with insurmountable odds, closing our businesses, getting laid off, reframing our businesses or just kind of sitting in a no man's land sabbatical uh, and i don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow but all i can focus on is what i can focus on today and i would like to encourage all of you to do the same thing what can you do today to be grateful for what can you do today to reframe what it is you're working on or what it is you want to work on. Maybe there's a new business opportunity that's been sitting off kind of over here in the nether regions and you just really didn't know how to get started. Well, maybe now is the time to think about how to get started on that. And luckily for us, for the last, what, five, ten years, we have been subconsciously preparing ourselves with social media. And maybe now is the time we can actually use it with some efficacy to do good, to change people's lives, to provide feedback, to provide resonance, to help other people in some way, shape, or form with our special 
skill set that we've all been given. And only we know what that is. So I would like to invite all of you to come back next week to be part of this conference. It was really cool. We had some five, six, six, yeah, me included, six really good thought leaders on that had some fantastic value to add. And I would like to invite you to come back and check it out and see if you can pick up one or two things from, from one of us. So anyhow, stay positive, get some sunlight, breathe, stay active, hug your loved ones, and hug yourself. Yeah, hug yourself. Cheers to you. Thank you for listening to Connect, Collaborate, and Create. We hope you enjoyed the show. If there's a topic you would like to discuss, want to be our guest, or have any helpful comments, feel free to drop us a line below. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again. Have a fantastic day.